Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. That's right. It's I'm Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Owen Jackson. Can we get a round of applause for you, Owen? Hello, Owen. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Oh, that'd be good if we had like a sound effect when the show came on, like, or like people like canned laughter for my shit jokes. That'd be great, right? <laughs> no, I think I can do this. Wait, hold on. Let's see if I get a crowd noise going. I'm pretty certain I can. Uh, we'll see what you guys think. Uh, there's. A, I'm not sure. I can't hear that, right? I think I the crowd hear can hear it. So Otherwise. that's all that really matters. Obviously, we're in front of a live studio audience, which is the fantastic Twitch chat. Gangster Pez, Dice, Rob Kelly, Matt Redness, Knigget. Uh, keep doing the memes, Knigget. They make me laugh. Uh, Jalmicio, thanks for resubscribing. Thanks, everyone, for subscribing. Dacom, what's going on? Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear it? That's what I need to know. Um, uh, <laughs> big ups. Hey, Nurgle Matthew. Big love to you. I hope you're well. You absolute treasure. Uh, thanks, everyone, in the chat. Uh, Disco Manga, what's going on? Tournament winner Owen Jackson is what I should describe. The champ Owen Jackson uh, is how I describe it. Now, if you haven't joined us before, the Stat Center, what we do every single Monday is me and Owen look at event results from around the world. In a few weeks, we will actually put you some physical stat numbers out there as well. Uh, there haven't hasn't really been, until this weekend, I think enough data to confidently put actual stats out to there in the world. Uh, thanks to Redacted for resubscribing. Um, and so uh, we're going to be putting that together. Me and the stats team will be putting that out together, and they all know who they are. Big shout out to them. Uh, but me and Owen look at the event results, and we kind kind of pass our eye over the, the lists and what we think has been going on around the world. And Owen, it's been the biggest Age of Sigmar 3 weekend since Age of Sigmar 3 came out. I know that's not been very long, but also one of the biggest event like event weekends we've had in a very good long time because of, as you know, um, people being trapped in the house because of the lunar cycle. I think that's why people have stayed in for 18 months, the lunar cycle. Wasn't it? No, wasn't it about 5G or something? That was, <laughs> it was it. 5G, 5G stopped us all going outside. And so because of that, uh, yeah. we've been... Uh, <laughs> so there's... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and Owen was also at an event this weekend and won one. But before we get into any of that, Owen, how you been? You okay? You well? Well, yeah. I, uh, not much sleep. Six games uh, of Warhammer this weekend and a, and a night out, but um, wouldn't have changed it for the world, Rob. You know, we got to hang out with all sorts of lovely people, looked at some cool armies. So I'm knackered, but happy. Good. You know, like how you feel after a really good set. <laughs> um, yeah. Knackered and happy. Oh, yeah, those five minutes always fill me, those five minutes always fill I'm, me I'm with joy. I'm feeling spicy as well. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I could say at this show. <laughs> right. So hello, everyone. Listen. But yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, well? I am. I am. Because well? we've got we've got such an exciting set of information to talk about today. Like, really, really is. Like, we. You, if you guys haven't tuned into the Stat Center before, one of the things that we talk about a lot is that generally the meta is pretty fucky when you get down to Australia town. However, um, we have... America decided to flip it on its head. Maybe it's not fucking. We don't know. Age of Sigmar 3 is so new. There's so many new things happening all over the place uh, that we're all still trying to work out exactly what we're trying to achieve like, and, and what people are trying to achieve on the tabletop. Had a very long conversation last night having looked at the stats from the Super Series Showcase match just from Saturday. Like, I think it's all monsters forever now, but we'll talk more about this in a bit because in some clay, in some cases, Jeremy, shout out to you, it is not. Like, some performances have come out from America this weekend, Owen, that have blown me away. So impressive uh, for some of these things. So should we just jump straight into them? Because I think that's probably uh, the, 
there's a lot to cover, right? And we've got a finite amount of time. So I don't think we're going to be going super detailed, but like you always do, Rob, uh, you you know, the some of the top lists have gone on the Honest Wargamer website. So if people want to go back and forensically dig in, but um, yeah, we'll we'll rattle on because there's uh, loads of games and loads of interesting stuff to come out of it. Yeah, right? so it's yeah, it's been it's been a very interesting weekend. So um, we will just go and look at our first result. So don't forget when we talk about event results, we talk about five O brackets, uh, five O brackets and four one brackets. Those are really really important. And the largest event that we had this weekend, Owen, do you want to tell us about that? So that was Summer Slaughter. So yeah, almost a hundred players over in America. Um, apologies to American community. I don't know exactly where that was, but I'm sure that's by the by. I'm sure everyone had a wicked time. So yeah, almost a hundred players, which is going to be the biggest event for almost a couple of years. So um, yeah, and um, the cream always rises to the top, doesn't it, Rob? The return, so Bill. Sousa. The return of the Ghoul King himself. I can't. He must be one of the most dynamic. Uh, Warhammer players in the world. Uh, thank you to Morglum, Storm Smasher, and Lord Wilco for resubscribing. And, and when I talk about uh, Warhammer, I'm talking about Age of Sigmar specifically. Now, if you don't know about Bill, Bill was running uh, some pretty like uh, off-meta lists with Flesh Eater Courts before they got that huge spike with the release of the new book. The new book came out, he didn't really get involved, wasn't a part of it. He's been on the show a couple of times. He's a phenomenal human being. He's the captain of the uh, America or the USA ETC, WTC, AOS Worlds, whatever the fuck it's all called, team. Um, a, a proper a proper gent um, and has just played a, a blinder of a game with an amazing list taking it out with Flesh Eater Courts so he went 5-0 and oh, one of three players to go 5-0 and oh. so there's three people in this bracket in this bracket right Owen? Yes there is indeed yeah there's uh, there's three in there so alongside Bill is uh, another person who contributes regularly to both the show and Goonhammer um, Joseph Cryer getting a big 5 I think that's his, maybe his first 5 with his with his Helon Luminef yeah. list. Can we just So he's going to yeah, be Yeah, yeah. He's going to be He's going to be right? very chuffed. I mean, that. fans of the Foxes not very chuffed. Not fans of the Foxes not chuffed. I think is the is the way around it all works. Um, but yeah, and we saw we saw similarly in England uh, in a small one day. We saw a, tri- uh, a quad fox list actually go three zero as well. That was Dan Bradshaw um, uh, doing one of a three zero list at a one day. But we'll talk more about that later. Let's just talk about Bill's list because I think it's super it's super interesting and it just it not only is it flesh eater courts, which it's flesh eater courts. Just so you know generally not considered to be that much of a powerhouse in Age of Sigma 3 at the moment. Maybe this will flip the balance. Well, you tend to have trends. People just get very excited about this or that or like, you know, there's a flavour of the month and uh, and Bill has gone flesh eater courts, like returned to his roots, but then he's thrown it all out of the window and he's taken an allied gatebreaker mega gargan into his flesh eater courts army, so he's really really mixed it up uh, and stirred the pot I'll, I'll read the rest of the list out because i know owen knows some of this tech he's got an aboring ghoul king uh, on royal terrorgeist with the amulet of destiny of course so there's that five up ward uh, he's got gruesome bite which of course is the re-rolls uh, on the bite attack uh, and he's got laura madness which is spectral host he's got an infernal courtier uh, and he's got a vargulf courtier as well who's got the arcane tome with the universal artifact uh, sorry he's got an arcane tome and he's got flaming weapons which small like uh, Smash Bat, tiny Smash Bat. If you guys like know what Smash Bats are, like that's a it's an interesting take. Mm. Then he's got three uh, battle lines, really small, three times three crit flares. Oh, sorry, four times three crit flares, uh, and that's it. That's his list. So really, not that big. Uh, Owen, what do you make of this list? I mean, it's 
really, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I think the main headline is the what he's called the abhorrent emperor. See, everyone's narrative, even people who go five zero are narratives. Who's got his abhorrent emperor? who's the gatebreaker mega gargant. Now, I'm not going to profess to seeing this straight away, but a few chats I'm in have picked up on this, which is that if people want to put a mega gargant in their list, they need to have a look at maybe their spell law and see if they can pick out any good spells or abilities that are friendly. So what what he can do with this is he can um, essentially make... Uh, he can make he can cast spells onto this mega gargant because a lot of them target friendly units. So... Um, I'm not sure if he can make it fly. Has he put? He hasn't put in levitate, has no. he? But he may be able to make them fly by casting spectral host. Because I believe spectral host is if you don't fly, it makes you fly, and if you do already fly, it makes you run and charge. So I, I, this, I'm sure there's some sweet tech in there. I haven't had time with all my weekend to really dig in. Um, I do think, as you picked up on, arcane tome on the court here with flaming weapon. Um, is is sweet, so he's getting going to have damage three on the uh, on the claws. Um, but flayers, I mean, I initially thought like, oh, he's not in blister skin. How has he got his crypt flayers? There is battle line, um, and obviously he has because he's got a crypt infernal courtier. So no abhorrent arch regent, which is normally the absolute mainstay of any fet mm-hmm. list, right? You know, there's there's only he's only got one summon in the list, um, which is from the the royal terrorgeist. Um, but he's effectively got two bullies and then incredibly fast chaff, um, which is going to be able to hold objectives while those big boys are just pushing in. And um, unleash hell on crit players is uh, sexy time because you don't care about the minus one to hit, and if you're going into stuff with low bravery. Uh, you can have a great time if you roll well. Because also, when they finish the charge with flayers, they're already within three, so you don't have the negative two modifier. Yep. So it's literally 2d6 against their bravery. So um, you're not that motivated to, to charge into those little threes. And he's going to be all over the board. So um, I think there's a lot to do with player skill here, but it's a really, really interesting list for Flesh Eaters players. And I'd encourage people to get on the site and, and dig further than I've had the opportunity to do yeah, so. Yeah, if you guys jump into it. So again, uh, I'll put the link in the chat for you guys, but these will all be, if you're listening to this back as a podcast or watching on YouTube, uh, these will all be either in the show notes or they'll be on the honestwargamer.com. Um, hopefully some of these players will like go onto the website and maybe write up uh, exactly how their lists work or what's going on. I think one of the interesting things here, like Owen said, it very much moves away from the traditional builds that we see before uh, where we saw um, uh, Gristle Gore we got we got to see uh, a, a fight a fight again I mean he's still going to be able to use fight again on the Abhorrent Ghoul King on Royal Terrorgeist and that's pretty good right making yourself fight twice is, is great and it means you're not using command abilities in other places I think one of the key take key takeaways from this is I reckon Bill has done what I think is like it's a very thin end of a wedge, which me and Owen were talking about before. And there's an efficiency conversation about scoring maybe three more points over the course of an entire uh, match, and that's he's got two mm-hmm. he's got two monsters that can definitely achieve a battle tactic. And then there's this additional, there are like three, I think there are three, and it might be four battle tactics that if you do them with monsters, you score an additional point. And both of his monsters give uh, are, don't give up the killer monster um, um, very well, if that makes sense. So they don't give up an additional VP. So those are really, really quite key. And then everything else is just about some small targeted ball control. And his army is very fast. It's super mobile. So actually we saw this uh, from... 
the Mega Giant game from the Super Series coverage, if you go back and watch it, from Saturday, um, from Simon Froley and also from uh, Andy Hughes running his Soul Black Grave Lords list. I think that this is going to become fairly common because when you look at it, you think, okay, you can't hold objectives super well with the crypt flares and he's not he's just going to trade he's just going to trade on objectives and he's going to counter punch with two very aggressive units that can be very very fast uh, and that gatebreaker mega gargan has got that ren three and actually we were talking a lot about uh, we we're talking about last week and the week before about that armor save stacking that you might get on your archeons um or even your nagashes or whatever it might be uh, the gatebreaker mega gargan having ren three means you can start punching through stuff um, and also, the you know, there's a lot of attacks coming out of a Royal Terror Geist as well, so do some significant damage. Not quite the Rend, yeah. but the, the, the Gatebreaker's got that as well. Yeah, and I think if you go for the three headlines, he's got monsters. If he really wants to, he's got a wizard to turn another one into a monster for like a ferocious advance for the extra point. So he's got monsters, he's got Rend, and then he's got those destructive mortals because he's obviously got gruesome bite on the Terror Geist to re-roll that more looking for the spike. Um, he's also been very efficient on the CPs. So I think two little bits of information from that I can glean just from having a look now. He's got Feast Day. So once a turn, he can do a pile in an attack uh, a second time. So that's effectively 10 free CP. So you can use the other CP he's got for cheeky redeploys or a little bit of extra, like, you know, all out defense. He's going to be able to lean into the AS3 toolbox really well. And finally, on the play style, his strategy is hold the line, so keep the battle line yeah. alive, which probably does mean that those flayers, at least one or two units, are going to be little backfield, just hold on, reactive pieces. Um, he obviously feels that with the play style, he's always going to be able to keep hold of those. So he's going to be pushing the two monsters into the opponent's army. He's got the one summon, which the opponent has to respect, so he has to screen out his backfield. So he's kind of, your opponents have always got to screen the backfield and be aware of these monsters that are going to push into them um and then he's not going to be giving up his grand strategy very often because while they're trying to deal with all that the, the flares or at least one unit of flares is just going to be backfielded going sweet i'm three points right here come and get me and if you chase him down you can just run away really easily if it's going to come down to three not the primary um so yeah really really interesting it'd be interesting to hear his thoughts on the list if, if he me can. too me too but if he doesn't want to give his but, if he doesn't want to give his but ultimately away. ultimately we're talking about bill Someone messaged me like this list yesterday. They're like, "Look, flesh eater courts one." I'm like, "No, Bill Souza one." Like, I have nothing but like the like the utmost respect for his playstyle and his ability to play. He also writes great lists. So there's the double. He's a double threat. He's also gorgeous. So he's really a triple threat as a human being. He's a great list writer. He's also a great list player, and he's just a wonderful person. So. Um, ultimately, this is a list that, like, I think people could try and build and replicate, and also it would look awesome to build up a um, a, uh, a Gatebreaker Mega Gargant, of course, with some sort of like fleshy court goodness mm -hmm. to him. That would look awesome. Um, but Bill Souza won this, and like, and 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 he deserves that credit. Uh, the other the other two lists that went three and zero. Um, our man Joe Cryer again. He Joe Cryer put so much time and effort into Age of Sigmar. He plays constantly. He's been um, he, he plays a load, uh, and so he's going to be really happy with this second place. But again, it went five and zero. Oh, and this is Helon. He had prize sorcery, so keep a wizard alive. Um, and he had a Hurricane Wind Mage in his army, uh, and then he had Severith. He had two lots of ten wardens. He had thirty sentinels, and then he had three more Wind Spirits in his army. So he had he had Severith plus three wind spirits in his army. That's what he had. 
only 95 wounds, pretty light on the wounds, but of course there's all that shooting. And actually, having saw, seen Lumineth play a couple of times over the weekend, I think these 30 Sentinels are very important with Lambent Light um, in what they're able to achieve, uh, because you need just consistent damage output. And Severith is so key into so many matchups. Vital into a Zincharchy on play, uh, vital into so many stuff. And effectively, as we all know, they're unchargeable. They're not actually unchargeable, they're just incredibly difficult to like charge almost impossible mm. to charge um and it's just a great list it's just a really solid list and probably one of the better lists currently in age of sigma i don't know what you think owen i mean i do think when you read off the list you're like 10 wardens 10 wardens 30 sentinels three spirits of the wind and zero sports <laughs> <laughs> because it's not much fun to play against if you haven't got the tools um, but hey, it's in the game, and I think it loses hard to quite a lot of stuff. Marathi bow snakes just rinse it all off, um, and thunder lizard probably blows up the foxes with the bastilodons. So it's not as if it's unplayable. Um, but yeah, going back to Joe and the list, you're right. I see his name popping up in tournaments all the time. Um, so props to him because you know it, it may have this this kind of movement tech and it will be frustrating to play against with with a with a pure combat army um but it's still incredibly fragile right rob and if you can touch the sentinels or get into the sentinels um then all the output's gone right obviously severith and the hurricane spirit of the winds do a little bit but they're like little scalpels actually taking something big down is all on those sentinels so um, he must have played really, really well um, to, to 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 win all of his games. So, I think so. Um, I think you know. so. I think one of the interesting things about having just Severith, or when you have Severith and you have more Wind Spirit, Wind Spirit, sorry, is your ability to move block. Difference between Age Sigmar and Forty K, obviously, is your engagement range is three inches as opposed to one inch. So actually, if you put um, a Wind Mage, uh, sorry, a, a Wind Spirit out, and another Wind Spirit six inches away, and another. Um, uh, wind spirit six inches away you actually can create like a huge zone of denial where opponents can't walk into so you can slowly move block them now that doesn't work super well into deepkin obviously um, because they'll just fly over the top and they can charge and a bunch of other stuff but you're doing that in your turn they're moving up that's where they end up and then the wind spirits are moving away at the end of your shooting phase so you aren't able to actually charge them because you're then going to be 15 inches away so they can just keep move blocking you consistently and i think so that's the difference between having one and having four in what they achieve and so you talk about like i mean if you've ever been into warhammer fantasy battles or you just how do you protect your gun line you've got your gun line how do you stop your opponent getting there you know we talked about at the start is it going to be shackles or people start of age of sigma 3 we're going to see shackles cast all the time and slow people down it's like no it's just going to be four foxes stood in front of your army and then moving back 12 inches every turn but then they're going to move forward again in their turn the only thing that kind of gets them down is you know if you end up uh, getting the double or you know jumping on top of that so again joe would have had to play it because while we've seen this list do okay sometimes we've seen lists similar to it get into the 4-1 bracket we haven't seen that permanently so i don't think that this is like i don't think this is um uh, the dominant 5-0 list that people may be uh are voicing on the internet but i do think no. it's very strong yeah and uh, i mean it's a bit of a sort of cliche at this point but it's a player's army you don't just put it on the table, push it forward, and win, right? Uh, you really have to. It's, it's it's relatively fragile, and you really have to to play it really well. Um, there's a lot from my TTS experience. A lot of people picking up Lumineth and you know going one, four, and two, and three because it's a very highly technical army. 
Um, so, I mean, he's obviously got a teleport in there as well, by the way, Rob. So he's going to be bopping those 30 block of Sentinels around wherever he wants behind the screen, as you've described. The screen of foxes. What a mad game that we're talking about having a screen of foxes. Um, it's... Warhammer's it's fun. It's really fun. And those sentinels are going to do. Those sentinels are going to do incredible work. Lambent light allows you to reroll, uh, reroll hits, and then obviously uh, when you empower the sun metal weapons, it's fives and sixes, so it's thirty shots. Oh, it's twenty-nine shots because the champ doesn't get one, does he? So it's twenty-nine shots, um, and then fives rerolling are going to cause mortal wounds is very impressive. Actually, the really cool thing in Helon, which I don't know if Joe pulled off the trick over the weekend, is if you charge when they're in Helon, you get to shoot, uh, you get an additional shot. So actually it's 29, what's that? Um, uh, 16, no, 58. It's 58 shots with Unleash Hell. Yeah, right? So 58 shots with Unleash Hell, which is just crazy um so like he might he, like he sometimes might have put the 30 sentinels out and was like charge me i'm gonna do this yeah yeah 100 sure right? isn't it the the yeah. guy yeah wow okay also i'd imagine like sometimes dependent on what the turn is or whatever you know the foxes kind of jump out the way like a sort of curtain and behind you've just got loads of lads with arrows <laughs> just waiting for you like okay you cannot charge me but you can charge <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, you're... <laughs> yeah, it's when you bust down the door and there's like the, the shotgun or the bolt thrower or whatever on the other side. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So he may have done some baits with that as well, and that would have been really fun to see on the tabletop. Um, and again, congratulations to Joe. Now, the other list uh, I haven't put on the site, mainly because it was a text image, and obviously everyone who um, puts their list in as text image is the worst. So if it is you who's done it, I'd like you to know I mean that with all of my, with all of my goodness. Um, sorry, uh, with an image. You use text. Don't use an image. Just do that. Um, so, and when you're and when you use text, don't put it in like one stream of consciousness. Oh no, But okay, so already, so this is a 98-player event. We've already had there, and there are three people in the 5-0 bracket. Three people, and they're all different lists, which I think is fantastic. Right? Uh, thanks, Ghostrunner TV, for subscribing. Um, uh, yes, please use text. Text would be great. Don't use pictures. I, I know what I said before was dumb. Uh, and then the so we've had Lumineth, we've had uh, Flesh Eater Courts, which is wild, and then Matt Obringer, Ob uh, amazing work from him. Uh, he's run Slaves to Darkness, so he's got Hosts of the Ever Chosen, um, Sixth Circle, so that's going to be that plus one damage, uh, basically in sixth circle and that's really really important some works thanks for resubscribing big love to you um and because he's got and we saw a list like this very similar list like this run in australia such a good list although it was mark sinesh so it's archeon and the chaos lord and then it's three units of three varangard these are all with mark of zinch and then a chaos war shrine with a mark of zinch so it's got that additional spell ignore on the varangard now the one we saw run in australia was almost identical but it was mark sinesh so exploding sixes on the Varangard so that you got more output. So there's just a choice been made between Matt Obinger and the uh, whoever was running it in Australia. I'm sorry that I forgot. But it's a very viable playstyle because this went 5-0. and oh, And that's I know Archeon's amazing. Archeon is obviously amazing in, um, for 830 points. But it's just so good. Like, those Varangard are amazing. And like we talked about before, they didn't go up points in Age of Sigmar 3, which means they effectively got 15% cheaper because everyone else went up 15%. Right? So they're just very solid. They're 280 points, 
Um, and yeah, amazing list. Uh, the results are all on BCP and the lists are on the Honest Wargamer website is what they are. I am going to put that one on later, but having looked through several hundred lists just this morning, I haven't had time to rewrite that one out yet and put it on the website. But those lists are already on the website and that one's really interesting. Piling attack twice on Varangard, Archeon with the command ability, the plus one to wound as well. Um, the plus one to wound because Archeon's on the board. All out uh, attack is going to be really useful on them. Piling attack twice, you could send them in waves such a good list really big fan yeah 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 two things i'll pick up there as well rob which is uh markers each gives them reroll ones so effectively the whole army is a two up save rerolling ones if they're either mystic shield or all out defense um and uh knowing who's going to go next is really yep. good in the game isn't it because you get the dark prophecy or whatever it's called so if you roll the dice and you know, and it's turn one, and you go, sweet, I'm getting a double turn early. You just go for that ridiculous alpha potential, if you want. Um, and then, yeah, this leans into the idea or, or the knowledge that Slaves has the best rerolls in the game at the moment. War Shrine rerolls, re Mark of Siege save rerolls, um, and then there's good tech, and then Archeon can, you know, do a lot of good work. And he threatens all those big heroes apart from Gargans, because obviously they're too big to go in the sword like we talked yeah. about last week. Yeah, um, really good. And but, actually, yeah. you picked up on that, those reroll ones to save because of Marker's Inch, so useful on units that are already got a three-up armor save with all-out defense or Mystic Shield, um, giving them additional plus one um, or in their finest hour just means that they're that much more survivable. It's a great list. And also, arguably, got to be one of the easiest lists to put together. You've got to paint the big man, Archeon, and a Chaos Lord. And then it's three threes of Varangard, and you're just running around a war shrine. You're just running around having a great time. Pretty easy to transport, apart from Archeon, I guess. You know, just chop him in half and have him coming out of the ground or, I don't know, lie him down or something. He's on a big base. Just make him... <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> is that is that literally it, Rob? Is it, is it Archeon, three units of Varangard, and the, oh, and and the one Shrine? Chaos that Lord. is the list. Is there any end? Chaos Lord on foot Chaos for the Lord, double activation. Yeah, for the double activation. Yeah. It's a great list, right? Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, well, because also, Rob, the, say, the, the spell ignores stack, because uh, Varangard have got a five up anyway, and Archeon's got a four up anyway. So you've got a four up, five up, or a five up, five up. So you're good into the magic meta. Um, you're not going to get debuffed too much. Um, you're good at threatening monsters. Everybody can go twice if they want to. Everybody can fight when they die if they want to, if they finally die. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right, though. There's a, they are Varangard are a bitch to, to, to paint. So, you know, he's yeah. earned his 5-0, right? So <laughs> I don't know. I think an amazing work, right? <laughs> um, so I think he should just be, I think he should just be genuinely very happy. Um, so I think, and that's the, th and, and what a nice spread at the, uh, the 5-0 bracket. Nice spread. Flesh Eater Courts, Lumineth, and Slaves to Darkness. Lovely little spread. Uh, spread across three different Grand Alliances. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. That's that. We're, we're, it's a bit Wild Westy at the moment, right, Rob? So we're going to see all sorts of uh, stuff doing well, and um, that's probably down to good good quality list writing and good quality play. So it's a proper it meritocracy really at the moment. Yeah, which, me too. Which I like. Uh, what was in the 4-1 bracket? Oof, there was a lot. I mean, um, just to list them off um, in the 4-1 bracket, um, I'll give people their shout. So, yeah, Scarlet Holloway uh, ran um, Skaven Tide with six Storm Fiends and Thankwall. And we had Caleb Walters with a Zinch H Hosty Plus with Kairos and the Summoning Engine. 
Craig Yorkidis uh, took Breaker Tribe. Then we've got another Breaker Tribe from Horatio Rivas. Another Breaker Tribe from Nicholas Hall. So Gargans, whilst not getting the 5 0, got three yep. 4 1s in there. Rob. In that 4 1 bracket, um, really important. Then Cow, yeah, Marathi Bowsnakes, um, a Slanesh list with Sigvald. Um, and a load hey, of listen, the Jacob, Jacob Random um, needs. There's actually two. Across this weekend, there are two Slanesh lists that are in the 4 1 bracket. Two. Which is crazy. Two. Like one at this event and one I think at the Old Town. Uh, we'll go we'll go and look at it in a minute. But Jacob Brandon needs a shout out because, mm. I mean, incredible work. Sinesh Godseekers. He's, he's running Sigvald Sinessa, the Epitome, and then Epitome's the General. And then he's got 22 Bliss Barb Arches, arguably the most overpointed unit in Age of Sigmar. Um, he's got two, he's got, he didn't just take one, he doubled up on them, which blows my mind. And the two times five slick blade seeker units, and then two ones of the seeker chariots. And he also had, um, something, uh, uh, some, oh, what are they called? The, the little fast mounts. Um, now I just don't know how he achieved that. If I'm honest, Owen, <laughs> I just don't know what I'm looking at. So, and when I see that, I think, I don't know how that just doesn't fall apart. So Jacob needs like a huge round of applause. What a fantastic result. Like, because honestly, I put, I put like Sinesh down as like a two, three. Like that's their, that's their top bracket, mm. averaging a one, five. So he's outperformed my expectations beyond the moon. Like wasn't expecting that at all. So like, he's got yeah. to feel super happy with himself in that situation, right? Yeah, definitely. I've just realised as well, Rob, that um, twenty-two bliss barb archers is only fifteen points less than fifteen half guard <laughs> berserkers. Wow. Also, we've just had the hot Sue's in the chat, which, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that that's Bill who we were just giving the big up. So um, yeah, well done, Bill. Oh, the hot Sue's. Um, wicked list. The yes. Hot is Bill. Oh yeah, my Bill God! Uh, yeah. Did you send me a picture of a Twitter on Gargan? Yes, amazing. You, a phenomenal work, Bill. Like phenomenal work on just um, being you and one of my favourite agents of my players in the world. Congratulations. Sorry, you were saying. Um, so just so just finishing off those four ones. Uh, talking of fire slayers, actually, uh, Michael Vaginos with fire slayers like Hermdar, and then uh, a couple of Seraphon lists. Stephen Cole took Fangs of Sotek, and Michael Hunsicker took Thunder Lizards. Um, and then finally, I think Brad Collins needs to have a Huge shout, shout out as well. Bones, Bone Splitters, Drakfoot. Um, you know, loads of loads of aftersaves. You can take your amulet of destiny and you can chuck <laughs> it in the sea because I've got a big spear that you can't. <laughs> Fucking great work from Brad. So, yeah. yeah, well done, Brad. That's that's a great great result. And then. Um, not quite kings of the four-one bracket, but certainly an army that we should all look out for, which is um, yeah, Soulblight Gravelords. Um, we haven't got a name there for that player, but uh, a Legion of Night uh, list going four-one. So um, yeah, great work, great work. And again, listen to all those different armies we've got. Combat. We've only got really one control army, and maybe we'll talk about that later in our monster conversation, Rob. But um, you know, we've got long-range shooting, scalpel shooting, big gargants. Jacob going mental with Godseeker's Slanesh somehow. Um, and then, yeah, I think Scarlet Holloway, there was somebody in the chat, I think Scarlet might have, uh, yeah, they, they uh, he or she did really well with uh, with Skaven, which I played against Skaven yesterday, and it's 
bonkers yeah. when it goes right, isn't it? You just got to keep keep pulling the levers. Huge fan, got to blow huge fan up. of Skaven at the yeah. moment as well, uh, because yeah. they threaten everyone. They like they threaten everyone with a good time. Is what they do, and it's not going to work all the time. Mm. But it is a Sex Panther list, yeah. Like sixty-three percent of the time, <sighs> it's going to work every time. When it does, it's going to it's going to ruin people's days. So I'm a big big fan of. Yeah. You wouldn't use it in any like like team event, but you you would. You would just go for it. So, and if, like you say, super diverse. I mean, like I say, Bill with Flesh Eater Corpse won because Bill's Bill. Uh, Joe, like, being the menace that he is. And then Matthew Obringer proving, proving again that that Slaves to Darkness sixth circle host the Ever Chosen list is a solid pick. But everyone in the four bracket, four one bracket deserves, like, their shout outs as well. Because I looked at some of the points, they were very close on the four one brackets. Like, they were very close. Um, and, uh, yeah. Again, Gargans. That was the one that was in there the most, right? Triple Gargan in the four-one bracket from this event. Big takeaways. Yeah, yeah they're just re- really good at AOS three. Anybody who watched the coverage on Saturday, really, really good. So um, yeah, just being uh, they just complete tactics really well and are, are a menace, and they've got decent output. Um, yeah, they, their stonks are, are, are way up. Excuse me. Um, what do you want to do, Rob? Should we go? We'll stick to the US. Should we go over to Orlando yeah, huh? for the US yeah, huh? Open? Is that our next uh, yeah. point of call? Uh, so I've got Cody's so, list. Um, I haven't got it on the website because again, he he. It's a it's a picture of a printed out list. Which <laughs> I'm glad you guys got independence because this is this is some wild shit that I don't want to ever experience again in my life. Uh, this is like <laughs> you guys can keep it. Uh, but anyway, big shout out to Cody. So he's got to be really happy about this because obviously this is Games Workshop's own event. It was 66 players, uh, but he got to play like at the Games Workshop one, so, like, the US Open. Um, there were other bigger events, but, like, still, like, Cody's got to be super happy because it was 66 players. And this is what... It's a Soul Blight list, and it really feeds off the conversation we've been having the past couple of weeks, Owen, uh, about, like, some pretty cool stuff in here. So I'll just read it out to you um, uh, in a moment when I can, uh, uh, like, actually understand it. Right, there we go. So he got Vordry, and he's got Radicar. We've talked about Radicar being really solid as well. And then he's got those... Um, he's got two lots of uh, 20 Deadwalker zombies, and then he's got two lots of 10 direwolves, and he's got the key, uh, the corpse cart as well. Um, and that's... Is that everything that's in his list? That can't be right. Oh, and a Necromancer, and a Coven Throne, and Belladama. Sorry. There we go. That's the list. And this, it, this ties into a conversation we had last week, because I don't know if it was Cody at the LSO who went 4-1, but we've seen a very similar list from last week or the week before definitely the lso in the 4-1 bracket and i've been talking about it time and again even when we did the soul blight grave lords review that that belladama um and uh radicar combo with the direwolves and the zombies gives you so much so many options and then i love what he's done with vordry so he's put vordry in the list so the whole thing can just play statically and aggressively and those two characters uh, along with the Coven Throne are just buffing those pretty trash units that you're paying for in the dogs and also the zombies but then Vordry can just be like cool I'm definitely going to achieve this thing right now off I go bosh Radical's a beast 
I know he's, he is the beast, but Radikar's amazing. Belladama's got a great control spell, so it's a real good mix of stuff, and your opponent doesn't quite know where your power comes from, and you can use Vordry as a bully piece in the list. I think it's got loads of play, and I think he's going to have caught loads of new people out, and he's going to be like, they're going to be like, what does this do? And then he's just going to swamp people. The, we saw how effective the retreat six-inch piling was just this weekend on the zombies as well. Retreat, and because they've got the good six-inch piling, like Yetis, you can use those zombies to be in places people do not expect and especially with a cheeky redeploy a redeploy into a six inch piling is phenomenal fantastic fantastic and a great list yeah yeah and i i do think that at the moment as well everyone's trying to remember so much in the game uh that the the opportunity for that to be hella impactful is is quite big right you know you're trying to remember about your tactics and this and that and the other and then yeah, redeploy can be a cheeky gotcha, but um, I think that the that the the tech around the six inch piling and the redeploy, so effectively your opponent might retreat out of combat and be like, "Sweet, I'm not going to be touched." But then effectively, think of it this way, Rob: those zombies could, with a redeploy, have a twelve inch piling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... If you think of it in those terms, it's like, how do you manage that? when there's loads of other stuff going on in the game as well and there's chaff everywhere and then you've got a dragon like a vordry on his you know on his monster uh, to to go in and smash it's a, um i'm super sold by curious man it's it's, it's a, a great, great book it's a great book, a great book and that's a great, a great list i really think belladama radicar the zombies the direwolves it's all new stuff pretty much uh, we've seen how effective uh, the vengori lord was at the weekend in the super series coverage like it's a great book at the moment. It's got loads of tools. And I think that's going to lead into the conversation we have later that you don't need to dominate your opponent, like in some ways. Like, but this does. And it, and key and, and key probably is Vordry, like Final Flash is saying in the chat. Vordry is going to achieve battle tactics, not give up many battle tactics as well, because you've only got the one monster in there, but it's so mobile. The list is fairly mobile, but it's also tricksy. It's got so much board control. Really, I think Cody should be super happy with himself, and I think that that's a great list. And I think you should like if people get the opportunity. I'm going to write up on the Most War Game website later. People get the opportunity to like deep dive it and have some fun with it. I think that could be a fun list that you play with your friends as well because it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't feel. It's not like Nine Storm Fiends where it's just like cool. I get what you did there. Like I don't need it. I think there's a lot of play. That's what I'm trying to say. I think Cody's played a lot and yeah. he's had a great time. Definitely. I think just two points I'd make. One would be uh, Stephen Mack in the chat saying, so you can redeploy into combat. No, you can't redeploy into combat. Whenever you redeploy, you have to stay outside of three. But when Rob and I talk about the good six-inch piling, what that means is that you can activate from six. So normally you would need to um, you know, finish a charge within half an inch of a unit and then your models pile in three. The zombies and other units in the game, a very select group of units in the game, can be outside of six inches or, or just inside six inches. So if you haven't completed a charge, you've run or you've redeployed, um, and then you pile in six. So you get to dictate the combat as well. Um, that, that's what that works. And I think, just thinking about it, Rob, all these vampires, they naturally yep. heal, don't they? So if you want to keep your heroes alive, you've got vampire heals uh, for your, you know, drinking blood, Generally on their war scroll, kill a model, heal D3, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's spells that do it. Um, and then on top of that, you've got the heroic actions, which allow healing, and they're all bravery 10. So it's going to be very hard to pick off those heroes. So Vordry's going to stay alive. You're going to probably deny Warlord. 
And then he's got loads of chaff, as you say. And it's not just crap on the board. It's actually Especially with the necromancer like pile and attack twice. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's tech around uh, skellies as well, because skellies, when they pile in, they regenerate. So if you give them pile and attack twice, they regenerate twice yeah. as they pile in. Great um, list. So, yeah. Great book and well done. Yeah. Well, well done. Cody. I'm just going to rattle through now what was in the 4 1 bracket. Uh, so, Zachary Shin with Breaker Tribe, Greg Hurst with Thunder Lizard, Evan Miller with another Heed Knights of Snesis. That was all Twin Souls. Like, not all Twin Souls, but a lot of Twin Souls in there as well, which is just ego pumps for days. So, Evan Miller, you get my like big shout out. Absolutely big love to you. Robert Colt with Zinch, Keaton Marshman with LRL, Vito with Seraphon. Uh, Vito is a phenomenal player. Uh, Chris Summers with DOK, uh, Matthew Gordon with Ineth Deepkin, Aaron Johnson with Deepkin. And got to shout out those two as well because I don't think Deepkin quite where they were, that dominant position in the meta, specifically because they, they only have the Rend 1. Oh, sorry, Rend 2, but. You need that Ren 3 at all mortals, and I know they do have mortals, but again, I don't think Deepkin are what they are, because effectively they can't just chain spam one command ability in turn 3, which is the only way they actually ever played, so they're not what they were, uh, so Matthew and Aaron deserve a bit of love on that, and then Brandon with his Zinch, so that was everything from the US Open, big shout out to that crew, uh, they should be really happy with that. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, lots of good... Uh, and I do back up your point about Deepkin. I think the eels only being four wounds really hurts, hurts them as well. So they're only ever counting as one model. So it's an incredibly small army for capping. Um, so yeah. Do you remember a time when Ren 2, 2 damage terrifying. on the charge and like D3 more or wounds potentially? It was terrifying. Now, it's like small fry. It's weird. The game has moved on so much, but... Um, we probably better move on ourselves, right? Otherwise, it's going to be like a four-hour show and you've got to do and I've got stuff to do. So, Flying yeah, Monkey baby. Con um, probably wins the, you know, left field tournament name of the week. So, um, props to the Flying Monkey Con team. Um, so, we've got one 5-0 and o here. Which oh, I Owen, oh, I can't listen. wait to tell you. Jer- Let me tell you. Jeremy, okay. I don't know if I've spelled right, it right, Jeremy Lefebray. Um, uh, but big shout out to him. I can help you out there, Rob. It's probably Jeremy Lefebvre, I'd say. It's like a French-Canadian oh, Jeremy name, Lefebvre. I don't know. Lefebvre. I think it's Lefebvre. Um, right. Lefebvre. Yeah, I hope, I hope we got we that right. right. But let me Jeremy, tell you, not, like we, we already talked about that there's been heroes all weekend, Owen. There's already been the phenomenal, like yeah. the Bill. I mean, everyone really has been doing really well. Our Sunesh is going 4-1s in the different brackets. So we're already, and now we're like, okay, who went 5-0 at this event? Yeah, and Jeremy has smashed it. And this isn't the end of the story, by the way. Yeah, um, it's Phoenicium, Cities of Sigmar. Okay, already not expect, already not expecting that. Uh, hey, Tropic yeah. Hammers, thanks for resubscribing. Big love. Um, and then he's got an anointed on Frostheart Phoenix. Fair enough. And he's got um, the Arcane Tone to make him a wizard, which I think is nice. Um, be- oh, so he's got two Frostheart Phoenixes. I've just formatted that a bit badly. And one of them um, has got the Arcane Tome and it's got Ghost Mist as well. And then he's got the Celestial Hurricaneum um, uh, with Celestial Battle Mage. And then he's got three lots of ten Phoenix Guard. And then he's got two lots of ten Shadow Warriors. And then he's got a Scourge Runner Chariot, and then Owen, he's got three assassins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wish I wish the assassins could, like, 
jump out of the wings, like un, like out of the wings of the of the phoenix, I, like ta-da! But they they do have to pop out of units, right? So so each of those units of phoenix guard have probably got a little cheeky guy with loads which of daggers inside, right? Right. Which is just hilarious as a list until you realise he went five and zero, oh, and you're like, okay, and it's phoenicium. And you're like, okay, so you're going to be healing uh, one on the phoenixes per turn. You get an extra wound on each one as well. Um, uh, you've, <laughs> it's really funny. Like it's a great little. It's not well. <laughs> it's it's a list. Yeah, that I've never seen do well ever. I've never seen a phoenixium army do well one time, let alone go five zero. Uh, I mean, everything in there is good, right? You got minus one to wound from the frostheart phoenix. If you get the spell off. Um, from the Arcane Tome, then all of a sudden those guys are going to have those additional save. All Out Attack is really good on them. Heal is really good on them. All Out Defense is very, very good on them. Uh, and then they've got five up, that 5-up DPR. And they're probably one of the most effective uh, monsters at that points value of 315. Like, arguably the most efficient monster in their... Uh, well, uh, for points in the game. Um, and it's just a, an insane list, is what I'm saying. I mean, But it ties into the conversation again. Minimal battle line not bothered about that, holding the objectives a little bit, and then the monster's doing the work. Yeah. Mm, yeah, because if anyone doesn't know, um, the phoenixes are monsters. So I, I like it. I can imagine it plays very much like the phoenixes go in and just try and pin the, the opponent in yep. for most of the game, debuffing them, being really annoying, healing up every hero phase. Shadow warriors drop down and cap like mid-board objectives and generally do some shooting and be a bit annoying along with the chariot. And then if you finally get to the Phoenix Guard on the back objectives and you break out, then a little assassin hops out of every unit and goes, ta-da, never mind. Well, what's mate, even I'm funnier is, is if the assassin so dies, yeah, then because if a unit dies in Phoenicium, then everyone else gets plus one to hit and wound. So then the Phoenix Guard go to twos and twos. Right? It's cool, isn't it? This is it's cool. a cool think, yeah. list. It's so weird, but it's so cool. Thanks, Greybeardstead, for resubscribing. And then, look, Jeremy's got to be like, fucking, I don't know. I don't know if he turns up with a pipe. Yeah, he's like, my name's Jer Jeremy Lefebvre, and I'm here to fuck. Yeah, he turns up with a pipe. You push his stuff around. He's like, <laughs> got three assassins. And then people are like, what the fuck is going on? It's just amazing. Like, And Jeremy... Like, a round of applause. I know Simon is going to be over the moon uh, with a cities list do it going 5-0. and oh, But I think... And that's not the end of the, the fucking gossip from this weekend. Again, amazing list. Shall I just whip through what was in the 4-1 bracket, Owen, for you, for you quickly? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that list is on the website for you guys if you want to check it out. Uh, so in the 4-1 bracket, it was Paul Wright with Deepkin, Sean Sayer with that Legion of the First Prince. Not seeing that so often. I doubt we'll see that become a very meta list. I think we'll see some people play it, but it's a very, very good list. It's a huge control list, very dominant, but uh, well done to Sean on that one. Uh, Gene Kale with Blades of Corn, which I think is a great play. Well done, Gene. And then Sean Freed with Daughters of Cain and Dalton Kale with Zinch. Um, all in that 4-1 bracket of Flying Monkey Con, uh, which sounds like it was a really fun event. Yeah, definitely, actually. Yeah, shout out. I've just realised who Paul Wright is. That's Paul Is Wright, who came to loads of TTS and is like probably one of the biggest stands for Deepkin ever. So sticking with his army that he loves and, and getting a 4-1 when, when it could be argued that they took a hit. So, um, yeah, shout out to Paul. Um, hope you're doing well, mate. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Um, it looks like it was in it Kansas was. that one. Uh, 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 a psycho in the chat um, uh, was there. Although I think 
Kill Panic might be making a joke, actually. Flying monkeys are in the Oz books. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. Um, this is the last, this is the last five round oh, events, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be super quick about it. But it deserves, but it deserves no, no, a no. massive shout-out. 53 players, this is Old Town Throwdown 2. Yeah? And Chris Hernandez and Jeremy... Oh, I'm going to get this fucking wrong. Vessier. Jeremy Vessier... Um, with so Chris Hernandez with his Ogre Moore tribes and Jeremy Vessier, and this is this is mind blowing with his carriage on overlords. What he like, he can't play primaries, he's got no monsters. How's he doing it? Like, phenomenal work, like, really, really good. I'll just quickly blast through the four ones, and then we can talk about the lists again. Um, no Aquino with his Stormcast Eternals in four one, which is great work. Matthew Jones with his Soul Black Grave Lords, uh, Dominic Gok Goz. With his silver net in four one again, Owen. Look at that. They're they're popping up, you know. They are popping up. The only thing you don't tend to see flying around is gits and stuff. But silver net again. Anthony Crute with his heel on uh, LRL. Thomas Gunn with his daughters of Cain. Chris Daugherty with his Taker tribes. Alexander Gonzalez. I think that's Big Dick Alex uh, with Soul Black Grave Lords. And then Roberto Campos McDonald with his Knights of the Empty Throne list, which was like it's very nice and. All of those lists are super worth a look. You can see them all on BCP, by the way, uh, if you want to go check them out. They're all worth a look because everything in the 4-1 bracket was very close to doing very well. Uh, however, however, Chris Hernandez with his Ogre More Tribes list um, deserves a shout-out, so let's go talk about that. Uh, so he had um, uh, Frostlord on Stonehorn, uh, a Huskard on Thundertusk, um, uh, and then he had uh, the Slaughtermaster, and then he had... Uh, two Mournfang, and then he had two lots of Stonehorn Beast Riders, and then he had 20 Noblars. So that's his list, right? Which I think was just like, again, we'll, we'll talk about the monster conversation in a minute. Um, we don't want to, I don't want to rob you of your time, um, Chris, but I think there's a great conversation to have here because I think, honestly, Ogre Moor Tribes could be right up there for one of the best armies in the game at the minute um, for points effectiveness. And then um, Jeremy amazing like jeremy super gives a fuck about age of sigmar uh, he has a podcast he's a really nice guy like he's just like he really really cares about age of sigmar and he plays loads so like he's just a just a really good dude um and he's, he's got a carriage on overlords list that went 5-0 uh, and he this is how fucking out there he is owen and how the whole weekend has been so fucky it's not even a skyport he's made his own skyport up like like he's done it himself, which is just amazing. Uh, so he's got an Arcanaut Admiral, an Aether Etheric Navigator, an Aether Chemist. He's got three lots of ten Arcanaut Company. He's got a Gunstruck Gun Hauler, and then he's got an Ironclad and two frigates. Um, now the interesting thing about the the Ironclad, I think the Ironclad is in no, it's in Battle Regiment. The uh, frigates is I think the frigates are in the Alpha Beast Pack. Now I don't know if the event had FAQ'd the Alpha Beast Pack. If it hadn't then with uh, the carriage and boats in Alpha Lord Beast Pack, as you know, uh, it counts as a normal move. So they basically get to pre-game move a fly high. I don't know if that's how it's being played, but you could potentially pre-game move a fly high, if that makes sense, Owen. Yeah, I wouldn't allow that as a TO personally. Um, oh, they could fly high D6 inches if they want. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't let them fly, fly high all the way over. But um, I would say that... Um, the navigator is a is a menace. Whenever I used to play on TTS with Archeon, uh, I would be looking out for the navigator when I played KO because he's got that amazing ability of just picking out a, a flying unit. I believe it's within 36. 
And on a three-up, you have their move. So all these, you know, Archaeons and zombie dragons and maybe the Terrorgeist and, you know, these sort of flying beasts that are wanting to get around the board and, and smash things up. It's a really, for 95 points, uh, it's a, an amazing um, little tech piece to drop in there. So, um, yeah, what's this spell yeah, in the bottom? Has he got Vortex? Yeah, he's got Vortex as well. So he's got he's got that threat. Um yeah, may, maybe they were allowing the Alpha Beast Pack move because it gives him a Zilfin hero phase move drop down thing. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But yeah, I mean, there's huge conversation around the fact that there's so much minus one rend uh, ignore, or you know, you can ignore it with with all out defense, um, and and that's what was going to be a problem for KO because most of their shooting is rend one, um, and obviously they the triumphs took a bit of a hit. No reroll hits, no reroll wounds. It's just um, you know plus one or so. He's obviously found again another list which on the face of it you wouldn't expect to do particularly well or, or brilliantly, but he's played it he's right. Played, he's, he's played, played it really, really well. well, and I think that ties into like our, our end of conversation. FYI, we're just getting an update from the chat, so thank you to uh, Fame Demise um, uh, that the fly high was allowed with the Alpha Beast Pack. Uh, in there, so that's going to really change the, the dynamic of how that army plays on the tabletop compared to some other events. But ultimately, if you were to ask me Friday, are we going to see a KO list go five and zero? Oh? My answer is no. So big shout out to Jeremy, who have been pointed out is also on the American uh, Worlds team. So um, uh, really got like really one of those players who's playing the list, like Bill and like some of those other players as well. And that's not to take absolutely anything away uh, from Chris, who also played a blinder. But that now let's just quickly talk about the aggregate Owen and talk about kind of a key takeaway that we think that we've got from some of these results. Yeah, so we had a little look this morning um, at all the 4-1 brackets because um, obviously there's always a conversation about who won, but sometimes the stuff that's bubbling away under the surface that's maybe going to rise up um, that's there and not a huge amount of um, uh, of surprise here, Rob, but our, our sort of top 4-1 factions through the course of the weekend with all of those um, all of those games uh, and all of those tournaments. So there were actually four armies that had at least four oh, wow. four ones um so that's sons of behemoth disciples of zinch daughters of cain and see, see now that 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 makes um, sense to me all of that sons of behemoth are like definitely in that four one category i don't know if they're ever because they asked that question can you kill me like and some armies can so they drop that one game uh, but yeah. I would expect to see some Sons of Behemoth lists, especially with the new White Dwarf stuff, uh, take out some tournaments in the future. Disciples of Zinch, uh, very, very dominant, especially the Zinch Archeon build, very dominant, and the summoning. Um, but they play the primary game really well. Daughters of Cain, Marathi and the Bow Snakes, uh, don't need any introduction, but um, they're very dominant. And then Seraphon. Uh, interestingly, a lot of those Seraphon lists tended to be Thunder Lizard. And I think that that's an interesting conversation as well because, again, that's monster relevant. So Daughters of Cain got a monster. Disciples Inch got a monster. If it's Kairos, if it's Archeon, it's still a monster. Sons of Behemoth are monsters. Seraphon are bringing those Thunder Lizards in the 4-1. Then Soulblight Gravelords, which you said there's three of those in the 4-1s, and Ideneth Deepkin, uh, three as well. Deepkin, I'm going to throw in the C as a conversation for a moment because uh, it ruins my, my convo. <laughs> but the Grave Lords, uh, but the Grave Lords also, Vordry, uh, Manfred, Vangori Lord, Ornagash, all monster, key monsters. Uh, and then if we throw in like the conversation about Bill's list, if we throw in the one about 
um, the conversation, sorry, about um, uh, Chris's list just from Old Town, uh, Old Town Throwdown 2. One of the interesting key bits is they've all got monsters in. And I know, I know, of course, God monsters are great. But I think there's a conversation beyond that, Owen. I don't know. Like, do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, the one thing that my brain keeps going to at the moment, um, and I think they're incredibly strong, is Thunder Lizards. Because monsters that shoot, like if you go into azir or whatever it's called and type in monster and pick out all those shooting monsters there's not too many but bastilodons will get you they can sit on an objective and score you something uh, score you your you know take monstrous takeover but anything that can reach out across the board it's like kill a battle line unit get an extra point with a monster it's okay sweet well i'm going to shoot you with two bastilodons i'm going to shoot you 27 times at rend one damage two i've probably got a pretty good chance of yep. getting that tactic or um you know even so i think they're great and um with elite damage with monsters flying around and big heroes flying around they tend to have six attacks three damage or you know eight attacks two damage and that coalesced minus one damage is like super powerful now it's gone even higher so if i was um, just going to start an army from scratch and go out and buy something and want to compete right now. I would probably go Grave Lords if I wanted to play something techier. But if I just wanted to win, I'd be going out and buying dinosaurs. Yeah, I, definitely. I think uh, I, so. I think what we're effectively trying to say is, is like with those battle tactics where you achieve those additional three um, bonus points, that's swinging these games because I think the aggregate at the minute or the average basically is depending on the battle plans that you play of course but I would I would comfortably say that it's about 20 like so when you're looking at like a significant percentage of like the average score just being a bonus point to you and then if you can kill a monster with a monster then you're in such a solid spot because there's an additional point swing on there as well. If you're playing something like with Predators, uh, so it's an additional point swing on top, I think that's really important too. But ultimately, you're just you're gaining, especially especially if, if everyone in the world isn't using the win differential or points differential. If you're just doing pure win-loss draw, which I think is the right play. I think that's the right decision for us for tournaments. But like when you're just doing win-loss draw, that additional couple of VP every turn is massive because your opponent drops one battle tactic and then you just achieve a couple extra bonus points with having monsters in your list that's a four to five point swing i'm going to say most of the time you win in that setup like you know as long as you're competing on the primaries and you're not just playing terribly like in, in which case i think actually that's your your, your your win point and i think we're going to see more monsters i think everything is super viable at the moment not everything's super viable, but I think like Beast Call Raiders are going to do super well. Like I think Marathi and the Bow Snakes is great, and I think the Wind Spirits are great, and I think Zinch Archeon is great. But I think actually there's a lot more lists out there that are more viable in this edition than there was in the last edition because you're scoring points in a predominantly different way. Like so, I just think it's a fascinating convo, and I think the results reflect that at the weekend. Surprises. The one that really stands out to me more than anything is Jeremy's KO list. That's the one that doesn't tie into that conversation. It's got no monsters. It doesn't do any of that. It just shoots a ton. Like it's it's also it's also not like playing super hard on the primary. It's got like three ten Arcanauts. It's like <laughs> here I am. You're like okay, like what? Are you? You're not holding primaries. Like you're not getting bonus points. Like. It's crazy. It's a it's a great weekend yeah. for like having a think about Age of Sigmar, in my opinion. 
definitely. And I think uh, I'm not going to talk too much about my games yesterday, but I did play two really interesting games which go to this conversation, which was game one. I played against the list which had a large amount of non-hero monsters, which I think is the not the way to go. So Gorgons, Hydras, Gothizar Harvesters. Name your non-hero monster that can't heal. All you're going to do is give up BPs. So I, I don't think that that's the way to go. It has to be the hero monster. Or you go the other way, like Aaron's list, which I played in game three yesterday. Not a monster on the board and all about... And he also played it in such a way that he had four Warp Lightning Cannons and four Doom Wheels. So he wasn't giving anything away when he just pushed that towards my army and he kept all his battle line and his little heroes at the back. So I think you go all in on the hero monsters. Um, actually, yeah, good shout there, actually, Glader. Leviathan probably is the only counter to that as a non-hero monster because he's got the good shooting attack and the impact hits and doesn't go down easily. Um I'm not right. I'm just talking out loud after playing a lot of games over the weekend. But it, to monster or not to monster, I think you do monster, but you have to choose your monster carefully, right? Uh, you can't just throw a load of non-hero monsters on the board because you give up too many VPs. And generally, you might be like running around with Ferocious Advance for an extra point. But then when you do that, you're then giving up three VPs. And if your player, if your opponent plays well and kills the monsters methodically one by one through the turns you're giving up those points so um yeah that, yeah that, that's no, I, and they're solid ones as well and just loads to take away from this weekend obviously all these lists can be looked at time and again but list composition is also a big change as well fascinated to see how this all works in team format obviously just a shout out that's all the five o's over the weekends congratulations to everyone who played in all of them um, and then uh, we obviously, just a quick one for my event that I ran over before we get into the one day is we ran the Super Series Showcase. So that was the Dragon Slayers versus the South London Legion. Owen was in the South London Legion. Dragon Slayers uh, came over. It was a pretty great, you can go watch it all back on the T-Sports Network, all the live events. And um, there were some interesting takeaways from that. Uh, the highest scoring player was Andy Hughes. Um, for VPs, and he was running that Soulblight Grave Lords list with Nagash, uh, the Venga Boy, uh, so the Vengori Lord, and of course Manfred as well. And then he had the the minimal um, zombie battle line, uh, and that scored the highest VPs over the weekend. Uh, and I think it was just because he was everything he was doing, he was doing with a monster, and his monsters were rarely, rarely dying. Like, um, so it was just. It was just a really interesting uh, kind of like... Uh, and, and the second highest scoring player was um, uh, like Hawkeye in the chat. Uh, thanks for subscribing. We'll talk about him in a minute winning an event this weekend. Uh, it was Simon Froley with his Sons of Behemoth list. Um, and he was scored really high as well. So some really good takeaways. The other takeaway is, sorry Owen to say it, is the Dragon Slayers whomped the uh, South London Legion. Uh, yeah. So congratulations to them. More on the, more on that later. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll cover that in my shout outs. But yes, congratulations. Um, and I think my our takeaway is that the Legion as a team, we went for yep. anti-meta. Uh, we thought that we could maybe win with control and denial, um, and we realised that um, monster meta was the way to go. And um, yeah, the Dragon Slayers turned up with some really strong lists. Frost Lord on Stonehorn with double metal. Crunch. I mean, people can go back and look at the lists uh, on a previous show, but um, yeah, the, the Slayers did indeed slay us. Um, uh, and uh, we went back to London, but we had a wicked time. Everyone loved the venue, Rob. Big, big stonks. Um, everyone is going to be back soon, I'm sure. So, um, and a great learning experience, right? Six, so six man teams, that's 12. 
That's the how many games of Warhammer is that? Is that eighteen games of Warhammer? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, eighteen Three rounds, rounds, eighteen games of Warhammer. 60, yeah, so eight. And that was lots of learning there. So um, yeah, if anybody wants to go back and watch those, um, or even join Patreon and uh, hear me being really salty sometimes, that's uh, that's definitely worth uh, entrance fee alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was a great weekend. You can go watch it back on the T Sports Network. That's that's where that was. Um, and yeah, like still loads I'm going to talk about through the week on that. Like I think some a lot of the conversations I'm having, look at the event results from the weekend is is off the back of that. Um, uh, and I'll talk about Dave. I'll talk about the format in the future, uh, buddy. I promise. Um, uh, like, and we'll talk about that more. Uh, Owen, one day events. Talk to me. What's been happening in the world? Uh, wow. Okay. So we've got, um, I hope I get this right. I think it sounds like an Italian name, Torneo Veraneggio, maybe, uh, looks like, uh, 12 players playing, um, Age of Sigma and, um, it looks like a Magikin of Nurgle. Is it Munificent Wanderers, so, right? again, you know, yeah, yeah. Which is the way to go. People have been sleeping on Nurgle for ages and now, um, whilst Rob didn't um, get the result that he wanted at the weekend, perhaps, you know, you can see people watch the games back like those lists, you know, very resilient, great unclean one. You can build him for speed or build him for combat, plague bearers, sloppy bile piper. And then this one's got the um, four Pusquil Blight Lords in there, Rob, which I um, I really like those Blight Lords. They're mortals and they're demons, so they can pick up buffs from both sides of the book, which is cute. Um, although a lot of it is just Nurgle. Um and yeah, they've got good monsters, very survivable. They're faster than people expect them to be. So um, uh, yeah, Maggot Kind of Nurgle came out on top there. Um, and then there was an, uh, a tournament called the Atomic Age of Sigmar. We had um, Stomper Tribe, so Mega Gargants again, and Ogre More Tribes. God, it's almost like there's a narrative being developed here, right, Rob? When you look into there's it a all, theme, there's eh? definitely a narrative. Yeah, man. Um, there's, there's one army that hasn't been mentioned yet, but we'll talk about that in a minute, I'm sure, briefly. Um, and then I got contacted by Duncan, who runs a great TO, running loads of events in Bristol. Uh, he had an intro to third edition series, which sounds like a really good thing. He was doing both 2K yeah. and 1K brackets. So really looking to build the community there in the West Country of the UK. Um, so uh, we've got Matthew F., uh, that might be Matthew Felton, perhaps, uh, taking out the... He was in the 2K bracket, uh, and, and he won with his Stormcast. Maybe some Annihilators in there. I bet you Annihilators. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe. Know, maybe, those Domin- maybe, the, maybe the Dominion box was coming in, coming in big. Um, and then uh, we have a Zinch list from Joe, and then a Seraphon list from David. I know these are very scant details, but just, you know, just to... I think we've heard Zinch, Seraphon, Ogres, Sons. They've come up a lot, right? Worldwide. Worldwide. So, you know, those lists are hella strong. Um, no Annihilators, the Shootcast. Ah, Duncan's in the chat. Hey, man, thanks for sending that over. Um, a Shootcast list, Rob. So Interesting. Um, haven't really uh, heard much of those since the, since the Battalion went away, uh, the, the old Triple Battalion Conclave list. So, um, And then we can't not talk about Simon Hall, who plays in lots of tournaments, runs lots of tournaments, generally a bit of a celebrity over there in Australia, in Queensland. Um, he went to a games workshop, championship store, and he keeps telling me that it wasn't filth. Like, oh, I just take a fluffy list and da da da. But he, he unsurprisingly took a Cities of Sigma list and, um, and, and won the tournament there. So props to. 
props to Simon. Off the top of my head, it included lots of the things that you'd expect and maybe a couple of things you wouldn't. So uh, Frostheart Phoenix. Uh, I think there was a Huracanum in there. Undrasta, who is brilliant in cities. Um, and then a nice blob of 30 um, Sisters of the Watch. And he had three Annihilators. So, um, yeah, board edge popping on, not dropping down and doing a load of mortals, but certainly popping up on the side of a board edge with uh, a load of big hammers going, I'm coming at you. Um, like Cleopatra, <laughs> deep cut there. Um, I'm so excited! I'm so excited to see the actual Stormcast um, book at some yeah. point. So we start getting this like half broken together Stormcast thing with everything else. Um, like, and then you know, like we see how they're going to integrate with cities properly. But like, I think like I think Simon's going to be really happy that they've taken out a one day event as well as taking out a five day event. Uh, sorry, a five round event somewhere else in the world. Right? Cities stonks going up. Yeah, exactly. And also, isn't it great that model ranges that are 10 plus years old still viable in the brand new game? Like Fair Play GW, you know, um, it is great that people were really worried about the great cull, you know, when just stuff all disappeared. But if you're if you love the faction and you're creative with your list writing, much like um, let me get his name right, much like Jeremy at Flying Monkey Con, you know, two completely different lists using very you know some similar component parts and um yeah and also meaning that people get to to bring out their old toys and, uh-huh. and have a wicked yeah, time yeah. right yeah yeah um but it isn't on purpose like nick says pure fluke but like pure fluke that we can all benefit from uh which i think is really nice um <coughs> yeah like uh, is that all is owen is that all of the one day events and so that was cities of sigma and that was the that was a, the championship in um, Queensland, Queensland, yeah. Australia, a place called Ooh. Mount Gravette. Uh, Varangard are not monsters. Just to answer a question in the chat, big shout out to Ziggy. Can you hear me? Thanks to Ziggy, by the way, for doing well, all the stats overlay the... stuff for the weekend because uh, he's a superstar. Um, uh, what else happened at the weekend, Owen? Uh, we had man, Hammerstorm it, event here at the TSN Arena after the Super Series match on the Saturday, a one-day event between 16 players. You had some legends there. Math Mallow, arguably one of the best Silvernet players in the world, was in attendance. Uh, Dan Arnold, a treasure, was here with his Eidnethiepkin uh, pushing them all around. We had some great new players. We had, some, we had Nick Thompson. We had some great human beings here play, but it was won by the Owen Jackson in the 3-0 bracket. Yes, that's right. Owen the champ. So if we can get some applause for Owen in the chat, please. Uh, there we go. Owen, how did you feel? Owen, nice. OCR Bone Reapers nice. as well. Hey, skill slide. Of course. Yeah, I've never won an event ever. I've got loads of pieces of paper that say second place or third place. Actually, I got a really nice... So that's third last weekend and first this weekend. Um, Benjamin text me going, oh, that's, you now you know how it feels. And I was like... Uh, I think I need to probably win a big event to uh, to really know. So, um, but no, it's very nice. And um, I, yeah, I, I took Cat across and in, in a control <coughs> list, but then I took my list. Let's call it my faction reaction list, shall we, Rob? Because I did say, didn't I, that you can do it um, if you pull the levers and you don't roll too many double ones. You can um, you can win with OBR, um, and that was one of the things like. I haven't heard the term Ossiarch Bone Reapers come up once in all of that chat all over the world. So, you know. We haven't, no, Ossiarchs didn't feature in 4 1. They didn't feature in the 3 and 0s. That's the only, I think, Ossiarchs like show there. And I think that's 
probably because um uh oh god uh probably because they're not very good <laughs> and so black grave lords are better right that's the, that's the real answer I mean, the, the the truth hurts. Somebody in one of the chats, it was actually Fabian in one of the chats, was like, uh, Owen, somebody saying like, um, Ossiak Bone Reaper's a shit, and like, I'm just going, hold my beer. I'm going to show you how to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it. okay, so Nagash, Mir Kanan, two blocks of 20, uh, Mortek, five Death Riders, and they were all in Hunters, um, and uh, Spell Portal and Burning Head. So all the little cheeky things I was doing in the fact I talked about in the faction reaction I was doing. Um, the only list change I've made recently is to put all of my battle line in hunters because if you can't reroll your saves, it does melt. But um, you know, I know we've been a bit sweary on this show, so it's not, I'm not sure it's a problem. But Nagash is a big dickhead, and and it's really horrible to play against if it goes right. So the trick around using Burning Head to damage to proc. Uh, teleporting the gash anywhere on the board and then he still moves um i played beasts of chaos which was a really good draw for most most armies uh, beasts of chaos round one and then gotrek and eels and then we have to shout out aaron who uh, his first aos tournament uh, amazing play he, he called dice quicker than tom layton which i know is doesn't seem humanly possible but he was on point uh, uh and he had four doom wheels and four cannons and it was very scary. But um, yeah, Nagash delivered. And um, again, talking about monsters, juicing up loads of arcane bolts. Everyone's really scared about the D3 mortals when they charge in, but it's more about the 12 inch pick stuff, pick stuff out. So you can pick off characters, pick off the last remnants of a battle line unit to get your extra broken ranks. Um, so yeah, I tabled everybody uh, except for Gotrek was alive against Dan. And a warp lightning cannon was alive against uh, against Aaron, um, but yeah, it was it was great to to win, um, and to to show that there is life life in the old dog yet. Didn't you buy life a Soulblight Grave Lords book? So that's it. Though. <laughs> well, yeah, me, but anyway, shut up. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Sure. Uh, I, I I remember you watching it. You're fucking. <laughs> fucking entire face smashed in by some metal crunches um so uh there was also another event and congratulations to owen also another shout out because you were in the 3-0 bracket along with but you got a higher differential than jj jj also yes. went 3-0 big shout out to jj um in second place went 3-0 he had got trek he had triple uh no he had got trek he had 40 iron drakes i think in his list and illuminate but it was all kit bashed and he also had a uh frostheart phoenix uh, a knight of assyrian on frostheart phoenix which i thought was a a cute little play and he had some great games against jack uh, and everyone else and he also managed to take out um uh, a pretty competent opponent in uh in math mallow as well i was pushing those stone guard around i think he too yeah i think he played math mallow um uh, which is pretty good so a uh, big shout out to him uh, that was great. There was also War in the Mortal Realms. Oh, no, I've just lost the bloody list. Um, a War in the Mortal Realms at the weekend, which is another little cheeky one there with 32 people. I mean, there was three people, three and oh. Um, so you had Gabe Huddleston, who is amazing. Hawkeye from uh, the Marauders. You can go check him out on their YouTube channel. Um, uh, you can find him on Twitter, but you can also go check him out on their YouTube channel, the Marauders. Uh, Gabe's a lovely human being. Um, so he smashed it with, again, Sons of Behemoth. 
Don't want to keep having this conversation, but it's there. Uh, and then um, you had Dan Bradshaw with Lumineth, which I know was all the foxes, uh, very much like Joe's list. So uh, Joe's list TM, uh, Dan was copying Joe's list. Uh, and then Troy Harding with Zinch um, as well at that 3-0 event, um, so, which is cool. Uh, so, yeah, like it's, it's a, a... I think um, that was sanctuary, the one sanctuary, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I know that Blagan went to that, and also um, that's Darren Parks, and also um, Tom Waller went for metal Tom punches. Waller. So Tom maybe Waller. maybe he didn't didn't quite crunch through everything. Like I'm a huge Tom Waller um, stan, but yeah. Tom Waller got bust at all of the right. Super Series matches for the Dragon Slayers, and then this weekend he just turned up. He's like, "Wait, a monster's good in this edition now," and just kept punching metal crunches at you specifically <laughs> owen but everyone right it was just great um it was really good yeah but he's a he's a great gamer and he's really put in the work i played him at one of my very first events in 2019 and i think both of us have leveled up our games uh since then and um yeah prop, props to him i did say it was the redemption of waller at the weekend at this at the super series so um good for him um putting in loads of games loads of work and it, and it pays off right there's no, no. substitute for practice so if people want to get better, don't just go out and buy a netlist. Play your good stuff, but just play your mates all the time. Like this week, I've got seven games this week, Rob. Seven yeah. games. Yeah. It's the way you do it, right? Just keep, just playing. keep playing. Or just keep talking about it. That's my tactic. That's my tactic. Um, while everyone else is playing around him. Uh, but learning loads. Learning loads uh, is the point. Um, I want to shout out uh, Joe Cryer in the chat, who is one of our 5-0s um, from the weekend, with the Joe Cryer list. So, Joe Cryer list, as you heard on the mm. Faction Reaction, is, of course, um, Joe Cryer is, uh, he, so while Matt Goldsborough was all about the Helon and the Kangaroos and Severith, Severith is all Matt Goldsborough, yeah, the four or five wind spirits with Severith is definitely Joe Cryer, so if ever you think mm. four or five wind spirits, Joe Cryer, just think that every time, Severith, like, any of that, just, just really picture Joe Cryer, I think maybe it's his fault. Like just think, you know, just attach that to him emotionally. Get it, get it on him is what I'm going to say. Sorry, I'm just laughing at Hans fan. So buy a netlist and then yes. practice that. Yes, no, yes, no, yeah, that okay. That, yes, do that, Hams fan. Hundred well. percent, yes. do that. Hundred percent. And you can find those netlists if you want on the internet on theonlyswargamer.com. Uh, Owen. Great, great, great weekend of Warhammer. Right, loads to loads to unpack still, even though we've talked about it for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I could carry, we could carry on all day, but we've got to probably do other stuff as well, right? But um, yeah, it, it, it's wild at the moment. I think my overall takeout is just that the players that have, who know how the game works are, and the ones that are playing lots of games, I think they're the ones that are rising to the top. And perhaps, as long as they've got the right component parts, I think the, yeah, the, the, it's not like put this on the table and win anymore. You need to know how the game operates. So there is an opportunity for interesting lists to get five O's and win tournaments because they're just playing the game. They're playing 3.0. Um, and it is a wildly different game to, to 2.0. So, um, completely different. Yeah. yeah. Like th those standouts yeah. on the weekend, just insane. Like especially the KO, especially that FEC win is just crazy stuff. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a, a phenomenal game. The, the game is wide open. Like, yeah, there are some very abusive top-end builds. Don't get me wrong. But the game's also wide open because it's about scoring points. It's always been about scoring points. But this way, the points, the way you score points is so different. The way you deny points is different as well. 
Um, ah, fascinating weekend. You could talk about it forever, but we can't. Thanks, Owen, for an amazing weekend. Um, and thanks for a great show today. I hope, uh, hope you have a lovely day for the rest of the day. Thanks, man. I mean, should we just have a little look to the future? Because we've got, we, there's so much going on. We actually only need to oh, talk great. about next Yeah, let's weekend. do it. So events. So if anyone wants to come and have a listen to us rambling on about Warhammer again on Monday, we're going to be talking about NashCon in yes, Nashville, yes, USA. Yes, yes, there's yes. the King in the North in Tromso in yes. uh, Norway. You've got uh, Richie and Ian and the Just Play guys are putting on the Justice Series G. Is that this weekend? Liverpool right here in the UK. There's the Polish. Yeah, I believe it's either the GT. It's it's they've got a Justice Series event, and I'm going. I'm. Go, I hope it's this weekend because I think <laughs> it's this going. weekend. Okay, yeah, it is. Right, it, is it is. It's this weekend. I've got a tired brain, but it is this. I've got I've got four week. I've got four tournaments in five weekends. So I know I'll be playing Warhammer somewhere, and I'm pretty sure it's in Liverpool. Uh, Polish team championships in Katowice nice. in Poland, and then Siege World in Illinois again in, in the US. So. Buckle up for another two-hour show next Monday, I suppose. Ooh, is the, uh, is the really day. excited um, about that. Yeah. Loving it. Um, and, uh, yeah, my takeaway from the weekend is that, uh, and from the, doing the coverage, is that Battle Tactics make the, the the coverage far more fun as well. Like, just a great time. Like, And I hope you guys are all enjoying Age of Sigmar because I, I, I know that there's a lot of chatter on the internet about all sorts of stuff. But, like, I think it's in a great place. I think the game is wildly unbalanced, Yeah. But that's like that's that's what like it's a mosh pit. You don't sit on the edge of the mosh pit and think that looks pretty fucking dumb. You think, do you know what? One time in my life, I'm gonna go inside that maelstrom. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my top off. I'm gonna jump in there and welcome to Age of Sigma because that's how it works. Uh, you got some shout outs though before we head out. Yes, I have indeed. I'm in a very privileged position to say thanks to people who I either played. So I'll just rattle off quickly. Um, I'd like to thank South London Legion, my teammates, Nico, Leo, Simon, Rob, and Obeyed. Like, whilst we didn't get the result we wanted, we talked about Warhammer all week, along with people like Seb, who was chipping in as well, um, and Matt. So basically, yeah, South London Legion will be back stronger. We learned so much this weekend. So I just wanted to say thanks to those guys because I had a great time being part of the team. Um, I want to shout out the the thumbs down crew. So there are two to five people that always put thumbs down on these videos. You live your best lives. Um, I'd like to say thanks to all my opponents from the weekend. Um, I'd like to thank Nick Thompson, stellar human being. And finally, I'd like to thank the dragon slayers. Um, You know, it does turn out that they can slay more than just dragons. So you slayed us, you beat us hands down. And um, we had a great time whilst you did it. So um, much love to you guys. Good. And that's it. Great set. Uh, my my shout out is to um, Andy Hughes. Might be one of the best Age of Sigmar players in the world. Like, no, is, but might be arguably one of the best. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable at Warhammer. So huge shout out to him. Huge shout out to the Twitch chat. I fucking love you. I don't know if you can see, but we're trying to raise some money for some more coverage cameras at the bottom. It's right there. If you want to donate any money, if anything we do makes you smile, chuckle, grimace, the guys that thumb down, you guys, just fucking put some money in that pot. That would help us all out loads. Other than that, thanks for tuning in. I'll be live again tonight with Nathan, Dan and James. We'll be talking about Mega Gargants and Kraken Sandals and some White Dwarf articles. Any of that stuff would be super cool. Um, and uh, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be so good to see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon. Have a nice day. Uh, day. <laughs>
awkward ending. Uh, I mean, have a nice day or gay. Like, whatever you want. It's your, it's your day. They're both. both. Your choice. Take your top off. Go for, swing in go the for pits. both. Yeah. Yeah.